useless to worry until we find ourselves blocked. If it happens, then we must simply find a way around it. It may slow us down, but we will never get there if all we do is sit still and worry. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we chat all things audiobooks. I'm Ramia Amuthan. Jacob Shymansky is also here, along with Nisreen Abdel Majid, our technical producer. Well, I like that. Kind of like every syllable counts in Nisreen's name. Anyway, we started with a quote of the day. <laughs> and Jacob, you picked this one. I really like it. Very philosophical. Who's it by? Where's it from? This is by Robin Hobb. I just finished reading her. Uh, first trilogy of books, the Farseer trilogy. It was very good, uh, but I like this quote specifically because it has to do with something I really take to heart, and that's the danger of indecisiveness. It's mm. often so much worse to not make a decision than to take something that might seem suboptimal. And I thought this was just a very eloquent way of putting yeah. it. And it's a big theme in the books, too. Especially that standstill, right? Of like, you can't go here, you can't go there, you're stuck at the fork in the road. And mentally exhausting. I forgot in what book it was, but there was another analogy along these lines where there was a general marching down a road with his army and they come to a fork in the road that wasn't marked on a map. Hmm. And very quickly, he says, we're going left. And then later on that night, one of his soldiers walks up and says, how did you know to go left? He said... I didn't, I but didn't. we weren't getting anywhere if we didn't choose one. Exactly. Exactly. Doesn't matter. You just have to make a choice, right? Yep. Yep. I love it. All right. Good quote to start things off with. Uh, we've got a full episode on a very specific theme here. A huge part of living the audiobook warm life is taking recommendations, seeking out your next reads. All of this comes from recommendations whether it be it from uh co-workers or close friends or websites or tiktok or book talk or wherever you're getting your recommendations but not all recommendations are made equal says mm-hmm. jacob shimansky so we want to talk about how we take our recommendations what makes us take our recommendations seriously and you know if you feel like being a better person how do you work on your own recommendation skills ah very good so the art of the book recommendation and for the best conversation ever around this, let's bring on Amir Khan, our um, audiobook curator, as we now hey. call him. Yep. And later on, we're going to talk about, or uh, we've expanded the question into the book club and gotten responses from people as well. Some very entertaining responses, I will say. So we'll bring that on. But first half of the show first. Hello. Welcome back, Amir. Welcome. Thank you so much. Great to be yeah. back. By the way, Amr has put his foot down about rapid fire review, so that's coming up later on in the show as well. <laughs> it's just like, no, we're not starting 2024 in any other way. Uh, we'll do that. But Jacob, you kind of um, wanted to start off this recommendation conversation on a very strict and professional formal notes. How do you want to do this? Let's kick things off with a simple do's and don'ts list for recommendations. Because uh, like you mentioned in the intro, not all recommendations are equal. Some people just suck at them. Let's be real. Listen, Oof. you can't be good at everything, but wow. like, listen, some people Feel just attacked. suck at recommendations. Like, I, I could I could name names, but I won't. Oh my <laughs> That's God, <harsh>. super attacked. <laughs> okay. And listen, listen, I'm not a professional. I didn't go to recommendology school. Um, I, I'm just opinionated. Okay. Yeah. 
Because like I, I really appreciate a well-structured recommendation. And it's when you recommend a book to somebody and then they read it, it's a it's a really connecting moment between you and that other person. Mm, true. Right? Like it's it's yeah. It's something good friends do. Right. And and the other way around, too, if you read a book that somebody else recommends to you, like the first thing you're going to do is go talk to them about it. Right. OK, fine, fine. I will continue to read the book that you recommended. You already recommend. I mean, read the one I recommended. I'm I think sorry. Our friendship was okay? on the line. This is why I'm, I'm bringing this sorry. Up I, I feel like this whole episode, I, I don't want to sit here and not have apologized. So let's start on, <laughs> on a good note. Yeah, I think recommendations should be taken quite seriously and I, I always hesitate when somebody I don't know all that well just asks me for a book recommendation and I'm like okay <laughs> pause and let me ask what they actually like first because um, you know as as somebody who's an audiobook or my read a lot of different types of books and it's one of those things like you said it can be important um, it's not something you just want to uh, do right off the cuff yeah ruins friendships yeah. and that that has a lot to do with the very first do on the list or first mm-hmm. do of book recommendations is personalize your book recommendations so the the basic form of that is if you know somebody likes science fiction then recommend them science fiction but that's really basic say you don't know what genres they listen or read typically hmm. what other interests are they into sports do they go to the gym a lot? Like, are they academics? Uh, if that's the case, then they might be more into um, nonfiction or like self-help. Although the pose, the question poses itself though: Is it passive aggressive to recommend someone a self-help yeah, book? <laughs> that's what I mean. But you could have that relationship, right, where you guys are talking mental health all the time and things. Like we have friends like that. Yeah, you actually, really the, get into it. I, I know somebody who reads exclusively self-help. Whoa. So it, that was a surprise to me. I'm like, whoa, that's that's different. But, mm. um, you know, so, I mean, a book re- recommendation for a self-help book wouldn't be taken poorly in, in that light. I mean, I, they'd probably welcome that. Yeah. So I guess the opposite of this do is don't just recommend something that you love and assume somebody else will love it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. you, just because you liked it doesn't mean somebody else liked it. And that applies for not just books, but, like, anything, really, music or tv shows like you have to know the person you're recommending to cater okay what's a don't don't just summarize the book right because well a book summary is helpful yeah well like a book summary is helpful but it's just it just gives you an idea of what to expect like a summary is too detached from whether or not you actually liked it like i can summarize to you um, one of us is lying by Karen McManus, but that wouldn't tell you the fact that I thought it was no. a terrible book. You know, you know like- it does the opposite for me. Now I'm like, I don't want to read it. Genuinely, if somebody talks too much about a book and goes through all the timelines and characters and plots and relationships, I'm like, okay, cool. But now I'm genuinely not going to read it anymore. Yeah, I think I had that experience with Harry Potter because I just heard so much about too it. Much. Like, why am I yeah. going to pick up this book? Absolutely, absolutely. And I you know I too know much about it. Do this, yeah. And sometimes I, I want to stop people while they're talking about a book because I'm like, wait, wait, wait. but I want to like actually get into this, and you're telling me way too much. Yeah, and I think that goes hand in hand with spoilers, right? I mean, mm. for, for me, you know, when I when I had more sight, I always took sort of the back of the book as the uh, or the synopsis as as a guide to, to tell people about. 
Right. Um, but uh, as you know, a lot of the synopsis I've read, I, I prefer just to go into a book totally cold and, and see what's going on um, in the book rather than, than reading the synopsis. So yeah. um, even for book club recommendations, when I send out voting for, for the book club, I tend to, if I don't like the synopsis, I'll write my own and be very careful not to give right. any spoilers Good away and point. just enough that you know you get an idea of what the book might be about but not necessarily you know plot by plot mm-hmm. yeah definitely some of the back of the books are too much let's not forget that a summary is meant to sell you the book right it's not it's not a personalized recommendation it's literally it's supposed like to be a tease a, yeah it's a blurb from the publisher to sell you the book like a tease it's basically a trailer yeah, but now these days, and I can say this for trailers as well, it feels like way too much info, way too much going on in the synopsis, and genuinely a lot of synopses that I read these days, I'm like, okay, I don't want to pick up the book anymore. Like you ruined it. <laughs> yeah, you ruined it, for real. And if this is the way that the book is written, mm, I'm good. <laughs> now, I'm not saying don't give an idea what the book is like. I would say give us a premise instead of a summary. Yeah. So, like, if you were to take yeah. Harry Potter, instead of saying, oh, Harry Potter is about, like, this boy wizard and he has this these friends called Ron and Hermione and he goes to the school and there's this dark Lord Voldemort and he has to go and through a, through a yeah. wizarding cup and he does Quidditch. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, no. He's a boy wizard and he goes to a school of witchcraft and wizardry. Yeah. And Boom. he's learning about being a wizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need point, to know. Uh, Jacob, I mean, uh, you mentioned sort of the selling aspect of it. And I think from reading enough of these synopsis now, I can pretty much uh, guarantee that the authors aren't writing those. <laughs> They're not. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. True. It's gone way too long. And that's another don't, yeah? Keep it yeah. short. Don't go This forever. one's really simple. Like Our attention spans just aren't what they used to be. And... I'd say that when we're talking about books and recommending books to our friends, what really gets you sometimes is just one very specific detail of that recommendation. Like, Ramya, I think back to a couple episodes ago, we were talking about uh, My Body by Emily Ratajkowski. And I mentioned that that book, what it does better than I've ever seen in any other book, is that it portrays the, the feminist dilemma of commodifying your body for profit. And you heard that and you went, I'm sold. That's all you needed. You did one sentence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's there's something about and not everyone's good at this, right? It's just like that elevator pitch we hear about and how to sell yourself and all these things. We're not all great at it, but I feel like we could really understand why it works. Why these like very mm, I want to say tease again, but yeah, these one-liners that don't do much in terms of depth and content but just leave you with a, a teaser going okay yeah that's yeah I still I still recall Ramya's recommendation to me about the starless sea by uh Ed Morgenstern <laughs> what did I say it was literally one line it's really well written and I won't tell you anything else that's it I said okay Let me that's, it. that's because <laughs> I couldn't tell it? you anything else genuinely it was the most confusing thing to try to tell someone about but he read it <laughs> And and see, that's the other thing. Like, I kind of know what would make Amir pick up a book. Less information, mm. the better. And that goes into personalizing it, right? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Way to keep it enigmatic. <laughs> Jeez. Know, it's really well written, and I don't know how else to describe it. That, but I didn't say I didn't know how else. I said I will not tell you anything else. Now he's like, I gotta know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't caveat your recommendations with negatives. Tell us more. Every book is going to have its weak points, but if in your recommendation you're including 
negatives for some reason. Like maybe this is a personal thing, but you're going to have confirmation bias or you're going to go mm. into it expecting those negatives, even though they might not necessarily bother you typically. Sometimes, you ha- yeah, what do you think? I think sometimes it's needed, Jacob. I mean, I'm really? just thinking back to the Starless Sea. I mean, I, I would probably tell people, you know, don't try to, you know, figure out the ending, you know, try to enjoy the writing as much as possible because it is a complex book to read and, and understand. And a lot of it, you're not really meant to understand it. So, I mean, if the person is, you know, somebody who really likes mysteries and is one of these folks that really tries to solve it before the author sort of gives them the ending, I mean, they will go absolutely bonkers with, with the Starless Sea. But see, if you mm. say that, I want to challenge a little. If you say that to someone, like, don't try to figure out the ending, blah, blah, blah. If you try to say that to someone who... Uh, who said confirmation bias already? Like, if you say that to someone who really does expect an ending or expect things to wrap up cleanly at the end of a book would that not toss them the other way and say never mind I'm not gonna pick it up in i think it's about balancing too right i mean if you know that this person really enjoys great writing like like I so do, it's back to the catering it's back to the catering because I, I i'm also somebody who really enjoys a good ending and you know i i truly enjoyed that book and yeah I know, i'm right? gonna jump in here and tell you that if somebody told me that the ending doesn't end properly i will not pick up that book because i'm one of those Fair. people hardcore yeah, i'm one of those yeah. people that expect clean endings and i know that's not realistic and there's so many out there that end horribly no but it's true i get so yeah. angry and frustrated when i finish a book that doesn't have a clean ending and trust me this yeah. book will not be your yeah. book no but <laughs> at the same time i think the ending for that book matches the book itself right i, I think there's a difference between a, a book but having a, so a, a proper clean ending and then sort of trailing off and then the the other kinds of endings which are just like it just didn't match the rest of the book like three quarters of the way you're you're sort of reading reading, yeah. reading and then you get to the ending you're like you feel cheated this, right this was such a meandering book like there's no cheated. direction exactly. per se at all you know every i'm not picking up that book i I will say if i'm sure there's cole's notes for it where the ending does make sense and it's one of those books where i i i know something happened but um i i just couldn't invest the time to right pick up my magnifying glass and do it in my opinion like like it or not the uh, the expectations you go into a book with are going to affect your yep. experience of that book. It, like, yep. it, there's no two ways Absolutely. about it. It's like if you read a book and then the TV adaptation came out and somebody who's read the book also then watched the TV adaptation and is going to tell you their opinion on it before you go in. You've, yes. You're going to yeah, yeah. go in with the preconceived notions of now whether or not you think you'll like it based on this other person's opinion. I just feel like it does, yeah, it gives you too much insight if you start talking about the negatives. Sometimes you go into a book, you read it, and you're pleasantly surprised yes. because you didn't go into it with a lot of expectations. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you went yes. into it knowing that it won a bunch of awards, you would be so much more critical. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. we're swayed. Very yeah. easily. And, and trailers make that impact too, right? I mean, uh, on movies, I mean, if you see a trailer and you're expecting one thing and then you go into the movie and it's completely something else, you're like, wait, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. And I think it's the and same. And if you were excited about a movie, but then you saw the trailer and it didn't look good, you're like, oh no. 
Right. So, <laughs> uh, give us examples, Jacob, though, of like caveats of like negative things that you could say to kind of ruin a recommendation. Hey, uh, buddy, you should read this book, but note that the first half is really slow, but it really picks up. Oh, halfway. no. <laughs> no, it's like people <laughs> saying the first season of this show is terrible, but when you get to season two, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> then you start slow to burn. skim through the book. <laughs> so, is there. Yeah, like, is, when's the good part? <laughs> You already hate it. You so, is there why. a difference between uh, a cautious warning and a a caveat? No, this is a cautious warning. Don't do it. Like the one you just did, Jacob. That sounds like a cautious warning, but I don't like it. I don't want to hear that. No, I don't like it either. I would be mad if somebody told yeah. me that. I think if the book is good as a whole, yeah. like if you were to finish this book and think of it like positively, then don't tell me that. It's not worth it. You're you're literally ruining yes. the experience. The, the recommendation is not not going to be taken, in my opinion. No. Okay. Absolutely What's not. What's another yeah, one? Either. Uh, here's another one. The writing is average, but the characters are brilliant. The writing is average. I'm out. No, <laughs> the writing is like the most important part for me. Yo, get out of here. Get out of here. No, I'm not reading this book. What is average anyways? What's your average versus my average? You see, I'm going to spend so much more time thinking about yeah. this than actually picking up the book. Well, I would I would ask the question, is Harry Potter average writing? Yes. Hey. It's average writing. Whoa. But the characters are good. Like, I actually it's said it's a perfect description writing? of Harry Potter. Okay, yeah, relax. Uh, we'll move on. Yeah. What's another example? Okay. Um, or do, I guess. This is a challenging read, but stick with it. What do you think of that? Okay, that's probably the best one out of the three. Because that feels more like a challenge than a negative. I feel like all of these could apply to the Starless Sea at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. I'd say out of the three examples you uh, role-played, the challenging read but stick with it is kind of like oh maybe you know that i'd kind of struggle with it but i would leave re- really having enjoyed the experience or taken something out of the experience hmm. Mm. Hmm. okay so l- let's reframe this don't I- i'm gonna reframe it as be careful with the negatives you include in including your recommendation because they can affect the experience again this is one of those situations we have to personalize the recommendation so for example, like Ramya, if I know you, uh, if I know you care a lot about the quality of the writing, like maybe don't include something like the writing is mid, yep. but everything else is yep. good. Like I'm not going to include that. Whereas if I know somebody else doesn't care that much about the writing, mm-hmm. then that's okay to include. Or thinks Harry Potter's just average writing. What? Okay, yeah. Then you can say that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, do be specific. If you just tell someone, oh my god, this book is so good, you should read it. Okay. Why? <laughs> be uh, like be specific. Like you, you could be very specific. You can say like this specific character is the most interesting character I've ever come across in a book ever. Yo, you better mean right? it though, because there's people who say stuff like yes. that. But it's such an. Again, you have to know. Sometimes that the way that you frame things come across so brilliant and then someone will read the book and say oh my god that was not the best character ever and now i'm never going to take a recommendation from you i'm a cynic guys if you're telling me yeah, this is the no, best think, character ever it better freaking be yeah I, I think there's that that matchup that uh, jacob was alluding to at, at the beginning you know you, you can't always recommend something to everyone right True. and 
it's you know I, I've had the experience where I really enjoy the Invisible Life of Adi Larue um, by Schwab, which a lot of us do, and I've had the experience of recommending it to somebody and them being like, nah, yeah, it was just okay. But you did have no, several. I can't recommend. <laughs> I, I can't recommend a book to you ever mm-hmm. again now. That's just not gonna happen. Yeah, it's true because we really hyped that book up, and it's it happened uh, with Jacob and I. I did the same thing. I was like, Invisible Life, you gotta read it. And then I tried to caveat it because I was like, I don't know if you'll enjoy this about the book that I really enjoyed. And then he was like, meh. And I was like, no. (laughs) But it happens, I guess. See, there's a reason I put personalize your recommendations as the very first to do. Because it is honestly the most important thing. Uh, Moving on. Don't include names of places and characters. So don't get tied up in useless details that affect absolutely nothing about the recommendation like who cares if the main character is called jennifer and she goes to a school called like greenwood high it doesn't matter literally just give us the premise so don't get caught up on useless details um another important thing is include external information about the book too especially if the book has an interesting backstory like things like oh it's based on a true story or like it was written by this person who's lived a crazy life or for example like in frankenstein it was written in 1816 during the year Mm. that was known as the year without a summer where it was so cloudy that it was just there were so many particulates from a volcano eruption in the philippines that it clouded the entire earth with ash and caused like the global temperature to be really really low and it caused it made it so there was really gloomy all year long and inspired mary shelley and her friends to have a horror writing competition and that's where she wrote frank okay my follow-up around this is is this really part of the recommendation though or is this more of a yes follow-up it is part of the recommendation after you've read i don't know it no i'd say it is part of the recommendation for sure it just put, puts more cultural context around the book it's like saying lord of the rings uh, was george r, r. tolkien's um, magnum opus like he worked on this entire life from like 1910 to 1954 at the time that does it, it was really published. make the book he, better i think so does I think it so. well it doesn't make the book better that's but what it i'm makes saying it more does it, okay yes the the process is interesting it's like i can go on and on and on and on and on about stephen king and his process and you know when he wrote this book he was blah 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 but if you're not a fan already or if you don't have some insight into the world, a.k.a. you know you liked the book or have previously read books by this author, does it really matter if this information is shared with you as part of the recommendation? I will loop you back to the keep it short part <laughs> of this do's and don'ts list. Uh-huh. Listen, you can mention those details, but be brief about okay. it. All right. It is right? interesting. Like, I, I think it's relevant. It is interesting. If, That's the part if of I question, told you the catch in the rye was apparently idolized by the guy who shot john lennon okay yeah that's a good example doesn't that make you slightly more curious wait a minute (laughs) doesn't it yeah okay yeah that's a good one yeah yeah all right let's go through our own recommendations for each other so basically we're putting our our own selves to the test of the art of the recommendation after the do's and don'ts and challenges of the first bit of how to do it right Okay, you've given us the guidelines and the rule book, and now it's time for us to recommend. Uh, who do you think we sh- should go first? Hmm. Okay, since I made this do's and don'ts list, I'm kind of worried <laughs> that I'm going to do a terrible job. Yeah. It's like okay. it's like a professor failing his own right. test. All right. Amr, I have a book for you. I am ready. All right. The Life of Pi by Jan Martel. I think you would like this one specifically because it does 
deal with a lot of themes of like religion and philosophy and it leaves a lot of people having conflicting emotions after the ending it's very much up to interpretation i love this one yeah you've read it niz oh you got a side recommendation yep yep i read it a while back but i loved it yeah it's awesome i read it through school actually um the main character practices uh christianity uh He's a Christian, a Muslim, and a Hindu all at the same time. Whoa. And it's a story about him surviving on a lifeboat with a tiger and the spiritual journey that goes through that. And huh. Again, no, it's, it's all about the ending. Amor, you'd love it. Yeah, Amor, you would love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, another do for the guidelines is get someone else to vouch for the recommendation. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was going to say, it always helps to have uh, people in your <laughs> camp that, that uh, cheer you on. Yeah. It always makes me feel better when I when I mention a title and everybody's like, "Yes, that's a great book," and I'm like, "All right, right." <laughs> so I've done my job. Some validation <laughs> always helps when you have your friends to back you up. Mm. Okay, Absolutely. Amr, before you tell me if you would want to read this book after that recommendation, uh, Niz and Ramya, give me a letter grade. Yo, that was a. I'd say a pretty solid recommendation job. Uh, I give you an A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, A for yeah, me. Because now I want to re- read the book as well. All right, cool. I I feel like I could have done better, but that's because I, I really personally like this book and I feel like I, I just can't do it justice. But okay, moving on. Rams, who do you want to recommend to? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Um, I will recommend to Nasreen. Okay, caveat. I have talked about all of these books already on the show, so bear with me. Mm-hmm. But Nasreen, yes. the book that I'm recommending to you is Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. And I think you would love this book because of your love for mystery, suspense, thriller. This thing is, it takes you on a journey, right? And you're following one major character. She's got lots of flaws, by the way. She barely does anything right. She's an absolute mess. And (laughs) you will have a lot of fun critiquing her throughout the book. And then there are all these other female characters and their husbands and their wives and... just drama overall it's practically a reality show wrapped up into a thriller and the way that it takes place um because it's just kind of gloomy and mysterious the entire time i think you'll like the the setting of it as well i'm gonna give you an a plus for a plus it. yeah a plus. Really? that was amazing Guys, i want to read that you Shut sold up. it so perfectly and you knew my interests you knew what types yes. of books i'm into and i think that y- the way you brought it up is just flawless. Okay. Flawless. Hey, I didn't even get to the narration, which is also so good. You're gonna love it as an audiobook. Pick it up, girl. I can't wait. I can't wait to read it. Thank you, Amr. All right. You want to try? <laughs> There's no pressure now. <laughs> <laughs> an A and an A plus. There you yeah, go. you got this. You got so it. You can bring down the average. <laughs> wow. Or maintain it. We'll see. I believe in you, Amr. Come on. I'm going to recommend to Ramya, and this one is an easy choice for for me because I'm reading it right now. I haven't even finished it, and I cannot put it down. It's Vox by Christina Delcher. It is audio described by our favorite narrator, Julia Whalen. So she's going to read it already. Um, But the premise is super interesting as well in terms of it's sort of a Margaret Atwood Atwood, um, uh, esque. post-apocalyptic thing in the United States where women are uh, braceleted with a counter for the number of words they can speak. (gasps) 
and they are only allowed a hundred words per day. Shut and up. if they go over that, they get shocked. So it's it's a world where ultra religion has sort of uh, taken over the United States, and uh, the author does a fantastic job of laying out that world and how it came to be. And the scariest part is that it looks very possible. Oh my! Oh, I am definitely gonna read this. You know my love for this Black Mirror type stuff. Like, uh, what do you call this? Dystopian, but so realistic like you it's not far-fetched enough that it's sci-fi it's just so close to the realities we live in and this doesn't sound like that but you're saying that there is going to be the breakdown of how we went from this to that absolutely which is why i loved c on apple tv plus oh that was a good recommendation man that was really good that was great and you uh, already picked things oh letter grade oh, okay well, um i'd say an a yeah i'm giving you knew a my well. interests he knows what I like in TV and movies and just in general genre. Yeah, the bonus being narrator. Yep, yep, that was the first fact too. Good, good. All right, Jacob, back to you. Rams, I have one for you. Okay. Okay, this one is by um, journalist, author, and podcaster Malcolm Gladwell. Talking to strangers, what we should know about the people we don't know. This mm-hmm. is... Um, an exploration of human psychology, which I know you're really into. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's obviously nonfiction. And the premise is basically that we are terrible at understanding strangers and that miscommunication, misinterpretations, and misunderstandings are what lead to tragedy. And basically what it teaches you is that we need to approach interactions with strangers with humility and understand that strangers are super hard to understand. Mm. A plus. Oh. <laughs> A plus. <laughs> You're in? <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I, I'm going to pick it up tonight. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. Um, nobody's recommended to Jacob yet. I think we're all afraid. We're scared. We're scared. I'll take it on. <laughs> okay, go. I'm crossing my arms and leaning back here. <laughs> well, I know Jacob likes fantasy books, and although I haven't read a lot of fantasy uh, the latest books in, in the uh, series I've read is the Kate Daniels series, which I'll get to a little later in more depth. But it's written by Iona Andrews, which is a husband and wife team. It's it's urban fantasy. I'm actually really curious to see what Jacob actually thinks of it, rather than putting it as a recommendation to something that I know he will like. Um, but I think something that he would like would be Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card. <gasps> hey! Which oh, yeah. is a That's what I was going to recommend to him. We're going to compare recommendations. Go. Which is a sci-fi book. Um, and the way I would describe Ender's Game is it's very easy sci-fi to read because there's not a whole lot uh, in the sci-fi space that you need to uh, understand off the go. It's, it's very much explained to you as the book unfolds. But the basic premise is that aliens have attacked the, the Earth twice. And now uh, the hunt is on for the next leader uh, for the human race to defend itself. And basically, they are uh, evaluating children, and one of them is named Ender. And uh, about his selection process, and basically, the book goes from there. And I don't really like to tell people more than that. That sounds awesome. Wow. But that was a good recommendation. Yeah, that was a really good. Okay, before I I judge, uh, Ramya, you're recommending the same one, so you get to go. Yes, I am. Well, I'm not going to start from scratch the way Omer did. He did. You feel so good. Um, 
But yes, Ender's Game for you because of all the sci-fi elements that Amir has already pointed out, um, the world building is done very quickly. And I think that you'll enjoy picking that apart to see if it's done well because you're such a fantasy head. Is that a thing? Yeah, anyways. And the second part of it that I think you'd really enjoy is the writing. Um, It goes into a lot of the psyche of the characters, the friendships, the relationships. You know, these are children who are put together in a space some of them against their will, some of them who are really pretending like they belong there, uh, and they're going through it mentally, the mental preparation of taking on all this pressure of fighting, of um, creating systems, of taking responsibility, like they're children. And there's that kind of like getting on each other's nerves aspect because people you know different uh positions of power and authority and such and so you get a lot of that friction which is i think written very well and presented very well by the author so i enjoyed it and i don't read any fantasy at all well barely this felt more like an intervention than a recommendation (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sitting me down, Jacob, you need to read this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because now the pressure's on. It's like, Amir did a way better job than I did. Fine, I'll take the letter grade that takes this average down. <laughs> deep plus. I'm giving Amir an A. Yeah, deep. <laughs> okay, that's brutal. Come on. Yes. I'm giving Amir an A and Ramya a B. Okay, B, I think Ramya, that's generous. keep it short. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to comment on your intervention piece. I, I actually have sort of done that to a friend. Um, we're actually <laughs> actually gifted them a book, knowing that they would read it and very confident they would enjoy it. But uh, yeah, it was a friend in Florida, so I sent it all the way over there. And as you can imagine, the book is Undress Me in the Temple of Heaven by <laughs> Susan Jane Gilman, with Sorry, whose title, title again? <laughs> Undress Me in the Temple of Heaven. Uh, those that can't see me, I'm beat red, but um, <laughs> it is a book with a very None funny title. This is audio. <laughs> but the, <laughs> yeah, the book is basically about two um, Ivy League students who decide that they want to travel the world. Neither has really been outside the United States by themselves. Uh, And this is occurring in the 1980s uh, when China first lifted its ban on uh, Western tourists. And the first stop they decide to make is Hong Kong. Um, So it is a very adventurous story. It is nonfiction. So it is from her perspective, Susan Jane Gilman. um, And it's a fabulous book. And that was intervention worthy. That was intervention worthy. I sent it to a friend because uh, the book is primarily about friendship, in my opinion, um, oh. between these two girls. So um, I bought the book and sent it over. All right. Jacob, you have one for Niz? Yeah. Uh, one last recommendation for uh, Nisreen this time. Niz, I think you would love the Good Girl's Guide to Murder series mm. by Holly Jackson. A super well-produced audiobook. It's a trilogy very readable books, absolute page turners, murder mystery for people who would love um, podcasts like Serial and uh, any like true crime podcasts. It has this formula where it provides to you information. The character and yourself have to try and like break down that information. And then the main character goes out and gathers more information and then 
and then has a a breakdown of that new information. So it constantly has this this formula of gather information, analyze, gather information, analyze, and it's all you want to do is know more and have more time to analyze it. So it's really meant for you to solve love it a, a crime. I love murder mysteries and just the fact that it's challenging. I'm gonna say an A. You sold it. Yep. Although I didn't give you a single premise. <laughs> You don't but, even know what but it's about. I want to know more, and that's like the important part. <laughs> yeah, you, right? it's good that okay. you stopped there. Were you gonna continue? You were giving that's more. Good enough? Okay, no. <laughs> that was no. it. He was, <laughs> I, but he knows. No, I need She's more now. Sold. <laughs> I'd love to recommend to Nasreen as well. I know Nasreen likes a good romance book, mm. and I'm gonna be bold and continue my theme of you guys know strange me too titles. Well but Desire by Amanda Quick. Desire by Amanda Quick. Ooh. Yes. So the book takes place on the island of Desire, uh, which is in a fictitious place in England back in the day of medieval times. Uh, and a woman has uh, this island all to herself in terms of ruling it and makes perfumes and all sorts of other things. And her father uh, or male relative has just passed away. So she has two options, either to find a husband or uh, that will come to the island or go off the island and marry somebody and go somewhere else and she does not want to leave and at the same time one of her neighbors wants all of her island so she has to figure out how she's going to solve both problems mm. it's quite the predicament hmm. and the second one I have for what? you have is two? also a romance have two book in case the first doesn't work out I think this is cheating the Midnight Warrior, which also takes place in a similar time frame uh, and has a very strong female protagonist. And there's a smidget of magic in the book. So it's a touch of fantasy, but most of it is pretty uh, plain vanilla, regular sort of uh, plot lines. Um, but the basic premise is that she is also somewhat of a healer and people have come into her territory and ruled it, but they also need a healer. And she has to figure out how she is going to navigate being ruled by somebody, but not giving up her secrets of healing and magic. Mm. I liked both. I liked both, but I liked the first one better. I think you sold that one more for me. I'm gonna. Uh, what letter grade do you guys think that deserves? The thing is, like, I'm not sold, so this is gonna be a bias of just selling romance to mm -hmm. me, which I'm just never sold. So I would give it a. B, B minus. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Rims. I'm, I'm not a big romance fan, so B minus. Yeah. You know what? Actually, no B. B because it was well articulated. But it was well articulated. It loses points for being romance. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what I mean. It's not even about the, it's not even about the art of the recommendation anymore. It's just like, eh. Romance, yeah. really. <laughs> and I think recommendations are interesting, too, because the, the longer it's been since you've actually read the book, the harder it is to recommend. Uh, yes. For me, The Midnight yeah, Warrior is point. so far back, it was really hard for me to sort of dig up what I really enjoyed about the book. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the book in general. Uh, and there were definitely the ending is, is fantastic, which I which I really enjoyed. But like, these are specific points that I can point to and be like, oh, yeah, this was really well done. Not that much. All right, friends, we have so much more to get to. Uh, but the next thing I want to uh, to do is go through some recommendations from Sila. Rams, you're up. Wow. Okay, sounds good. I will tell you about the 
three titles that are up on the CELA homepage. That is the Center for Equitable Library Access at celalibrary.ca. Um, these are the three up titles that have been there for the last few weeks. So if you haven't checked them out yet, it is The Mystery Guest, Molly the Maid, number two, by Nita Prose. Suspense and thrillers, another recommendation coming in for Nisreen. Oath and Honor by Liz Cheney, Politics and Government Biography. And the last one is The Bill Murray's by Jen Arden, and that's a Gentle Mysteries titles. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back with that game. Oh my gosh, I was like, what are we talking about? Game? Rapid game? <laughs> it's kind of a game. Rapid Fire Review with Amir Khan. He's <laughs> insistent that we go through it. We'll be right back and say in my audiobook review. Welcome back. It's AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we chat all things audiobooks. We are back with Amir Khan, and we're going to get into rapid fire review. Because why, Amir? You're having FOMO? FOMO? I don't even know what that means. Fear of missing out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 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 you're using a different language. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, why am I the, the only one has, who hasn't done rapid fire review yet? Is there a problem? I was like, no, there's no technical problem. Okay, we can do it. <laughs> okay. I always like a good challenge. Yeah. So uh, we can do rapid fire review first, or we can go through book club question of the art of the recommendation. Jacob, you, should we make him wait a little longer? Yeah, let's make him wait just a little longer because okay. we're jerks. Here's what Debbie Williams has to say about this. I love when people recommend books to me. I definitely take them into consideration. What makes me decide to accept or decline the recommendation is whether I think I like the book. If I don't think I'd like the setting or the subject matter, then I'm most likely not going to read it. Pretty straightforward. That one. Along with the note that you gave about, like, stop spending so much time describing things in the book. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> yeah. Sarah Hillis, uh, she wrote as well. She's our Know Your Narrator contributor on the show. She said, I'm a bit of a snob about book recommendations, actually. It often takes me a long time after someone's recommended a book to actually decide to read it. It's like it has to be my own idea or something. But then there are times <laughs> when so many people I trust recommend a book to me that I just figure I'm being prompted by life to read it. And in those cases, I'm rarely disappointed. I tend not to ask people to recommend books to me. So when they do of their own accord, I often stick often stick them further down my list than the ones that I've decided to read for myself. I'm not saying that this is a good quality in myself at all. I think that what makes a good recommendation is some idea of the quality of the writing and a reason why the person might think that I would like it. Can't just be because they like it. Of course. Mm-hmm. Prompted by life to read. Yeah, no, no. I I'm that way. That. I'm that way. 100%. In other words, succumb to peer pressure. No, divine intervention. <laughs> Believable. <laughs> <laughs> You're an optimistic person, clearly. No, I just think that sometimes things come in at the right place at the right time, and who knows what you'll take away from it. It's true. Sometimes it feels like once you start to hear about something, you hear it. You're far more likely to hear yeah. about it again. There's a word for that. Yeah, there's a name for that. Yeah. I forgot what it's called. Sometimes books are, are very time specific too. I mean, something like Mad Honey is very much for our times right now. But true. I'm not sure. 20 years from now, it's it going to hold relevant. the same thing. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, Daniel McLaughlin. Great question, Jacob. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> I think I need to know about the person who's making the recommendation. What are their interests? 
And what do they usually like reading? Uh, yeah, whether they like to read I at all. I agree with her. I mean, I've come across people who refuse to read longer books, and I'm like, okay, well, nope. half half my recommendations yeah. are done. Mm -hmm. And you have to trust their opinion, right? Yeah, exactly. There's more, though. I like recommendations for like reading, but for serious books, I listen to serious folks. <laughs> I often find <laughs> I trust recommendations from people who I know really hate the same books and authors <laughs> I hate. It can be really fun to talk about why a certain book is really is really bad. Oh, can I insert Nicholas said, Sparks over here? <laughs> she said it'd be fun to talk about what a certain book, why a certain book would be terribly awful with a sympathetic reader. That's hilarious. I just love the the responses that Danielle gives because they're so. Is that what she said? Oh, yeah. It's so. so she wants to have a fight. Is what she's saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She loves debates, right? <laughs> Okay, that's Shout awesome. Shout out on yeah. Know Your Rights with Danielle McLaughlin on Kelly and Romeo. But I'm just saying, like, she loves to have a good debate about something. And uh, she'll do that with her books. She's like, let's hate together. <laughs> All right, is it about time? It's finally time, Aubrey. It's you've you've time. waited long enough. Rapid Fire Review is when we give you 15 seconds to review a title for us. We give you five titles. You got 15 seconds each. And then after, uh, and these are titles that you've chosen to bring to the table. Amir, you've chosen these books. And then after we get through all five, we will break down one, possibly two of these books. Ready? Right. Okay. The Kate Daniel series by Alona Andrews. So this is urban fantasy, very easy to read, very, very entertaining. It will make you laugh, it will make you cry, and it will make you sigh all in the best of ways. Oh, oh that was that good. That was lovely. Wow. Okay, just, yeah. <laughs> That's what 15 seconds feels like, Amir. Yeah, keep it short, <laughs> done right. Holy He's learned smokes. so much this episode. <laughs> Next. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins. So this book is about the highs and lows of Hollywood. Uh, it's pretty much what you would expect from a biographical uh, book about somebody who's lived a high life and is reflecting on it. It has several twists, turns, and it, it is a fantastic book if you're interested in Hollywood. Okay, good, good. I loved that. I loved it. You know what? You write so much. I feel like you're just you're just so good at this. Okay. The third one, <clears throat> My Oxford Year by Julia Whalen. Oh, my gosh. I think I, all I have to say is Julia Whalen narrated her own book and we're done. But uh, the book is a romance that is serious undertones and is a book lover's book as well, if you like. But you don't have to read James Joyce's Ulysses to enjoy this book. It's, it's... very cleverly written. That's um, a, yeah, that's a good way to describe that. It's yeah, a clever book more than anything, clever. especially in the yeah. way it's like formatted. Mm -hmm, yep. Mm -hmm. Next, The Night Watchman by Louise Erdrich. So this is historical fiction, uh, I believe set in the 1950s about a, a First Nations community um, that is fighting a bill in Congress that would basically kick them off their land and leave them destitute. Uh, because it's based on a real story, it's absolutely fantastically written and a Pulitzer Prize winner. <laughs> Okay, okay. Very politically relevant, too. Yeah. 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 I'll be interested in this. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. A rapid-fire review recommendation. Nice. All One right. last book. One last book. Zorro by Isabel Allende. She is 
a phenomenal author. She writes extremely well. And this is an adventure story told of Zorro in our times with our sort of lens. I was thoroughly impressed with how that was done. And it is an absolute adventure of romance and what you'd expect from Zorro. Okay. Which one do you want to um, expand on? My Oxford year? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, you're not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Pick another. Sorry. I'll choose number one, Kate Daniels series. And, and, and I did want to mention this earlier, too, with regards to the recommendation pieces. Novellas are a great way to recommend books if you've never done it before. Yeah, um, absolutely. It can really give sort of the essence of, of what the author is 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 like and that doesn't you know that's the same for um the kate daniel series most of her books are actually short uh, i like to joke that sila knows that you'll like the book so well that they're actually bundled books one through four and five through eight together <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so uh you know for those like myself who are like oh that was really good and i really don't want to go through going and downloading the second one uh you can download the first four all at once and uh honestly I, I didn't even notice where one ended and the other began uh they're they're written so well and with so much entertainment um the plot really moves they're they're really easy to read it's really light urban fantasy in terms of you know again you don't need a whole lot of uh information to get into the to the fantasy bit uh, it's a lot of sort of everyday monsters and stuff that are described um, the premise huh. is, is also sort of slightly scientific, uh, and I use that term extremely loosely, um, that it's basically set in, in, in our time, but the, the background is that basically uh, magic and technology are two forces that balance the world. And as we are in now, mm. tech is sort of strong, but what has happened is a catastrophic event has happened where a magic wave basically decimated a lot of the, the earth. So we're living in an age where mostly technology reigns, but every now and then with total unprediction, magic will come. And when this magic comes, all the technology dies and only magic reigns. Oh, that sounds really cool. I, this is such a specific thing I love in fantasy is when the, sci uh, the, the magic is treated like science and like wizards are basically scientists and they treat magic as if it was like the the forces of nature that we have here in the real world like gravity and mm, exactly mm. and there's, there's yeah. a sense physics of, and stuff like that it's just all of one it's just all one thing and there's a sense of unknown to the whole thing too right because you don't know what this magic right. will bring and nobody in the book knows either so they're always sort of searching for answers in, in that regard our uh, our hero for the book kate daniels is uh is somebody who has a backstory too in terms of family and there's also along with that too which the authors do very well. Um, it's actually a husband and wife team that. Uh, ooh, uh, There's also what that they do really well. Uh, the they also do relationships uh, mm -hmm. really well uh, for the protagonist who, who is Kate Daniels, and mm -hmm. it is written by a husband and wife team, uh, which I find truly amazing. Um, oh, the series holds ten books in its center, but the fan base is so large and so demanding that she's actually written books in between the 10. And usually some of these are, are, are pretty rough in terms of how they fit in uh, with other series that I've read. You know, it's nice to read them, but they're not quite as good as the, the originals. But in Kate Daniels, you know, uh, case, they're really well done. They fit almost perfectly with in between the books. They're really well done. It's not, I don't feel cheated where they own. This is sort of like a watered down version or something like that. Um, yeah, it's 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 just amazing uh, the level they're able to keep up with the 10 books. I should mention that Ilona Andrews has other series too. 
Uh, I can't even recall how many books they have on on Sila, but uh, it is not a small number. I know that you, Amir, really enjoy like the research around who wrote how they wrote why they wrote that kind of thing and it's really interesting mm-hmm. to hear about like these dual narrations or not narrations dual authoring uh, also um and i think that is it fair to say that you're as interested in that side of it like the background as much as the actual writing in the book no I, I, not so much actually i think if i really enjoy the book that's when i sort of pick up the research and see okay mm. well Let's see Definitely what's interesting. Post. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's see what's what's interesting about this. And uh, in the case of Ilona Andrews, she was actually born in Russia, uh, and the husband uh, was a communications officer in the army, uh, and they both live in Texas. So <laughs> it's <laughs> it's sort of little tidbits that I'm like, oh, that. And you know, I try to think about the way they write, and uh, I just can't match that up at all. But um, in, you know, I've seen interviews with them too, and it, it's really clear they they have a great time writing. Hmm. Do you know how they split up the work? No, uh, but uh, people have posed some questions about, you know, what do you do when you can't come to, a, you know, a, an agreement on something? And, you know, they say, you know, like, you know, we, we talk it out and see what's the most logical for the characters. Um, so I think they're very personal to them, the characters in general, in terms of, you know, who they are, what they are and how they would act uh, to the point where I, I think a lot of re- readers enjoy the books just because of the way the characters are done. That's such an interesting dynamic. That feels like a lot less lonely of an existence than your typical lonely author writing in their basement. All right, guys. I think this brings the episode to a close. <laughs> We've done everything on our checklist. For reference, that was the Kate Daniels series by yes. uh, Ilona Andrews. If, just in case you were interested in uh, the series that Amra was just talking about. Next week, um, we're going to be talking to someone super interesting. So a couple weeks ago... Julia Whalen, uh, author of My Oxford Year, and thank you for listening, was on here talking about, uh, well, those two books and her extensive work as an audiobook narrator. And she often talked about the importance of the producers working alongside her. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what kind of guests we're having next week. Uh, it's uh, Caleb Stoll, who is a producer, an audiobook producer at Penguin Random House Canada. So we're going to ask him all the questions that. Uh, I've been gathering up for like months. Like I want to know what that cor- collaboration looks like and I have a feeling it's different for every author and I can't wait to ask these questions. What about you, Rams? Looking forward to it. That's up next week. Also, keep in touch with us, okay? Send us your feedback. Feedback Please. at ami.ca. Also, you can call us 1-866-509-4545 and uh, keep in touch with us that way. Amir Khan is our contributor who joins us monthly, our audiobook curator, so thanks for coming on. Jacob, Ramia, Nisreen, we're out for this week and we'll catch you back next time. Until then, happy audiobook listening. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.